0: Hello, welcome to Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about offensive uh, philosophy part two. And it's going to be about my playing history, uh, my coaching history, head coaching history, and and some observations that have formed my offensive uh, philosophy uh, going going forward. Uh, Obviously, this is not like the Bible, right? Of coaching philosophy, this is one man's opinion, and uh, it's things that I think have uh, have been good, right? Um, that have shaped my offensive philosophy as a head coach uh, and now as a play caller, uh, which which has been cool. Uh, but this is one man's take on this. Uh, again, I've loved to have any kind of feedback. Uh, my uh, Twitter is mind of an FB coach. Uh, shoot me a tweet, shoot me a, uh, a DM, right? And I would love to uh, love to have a conversation. If you want any film, uh, then uh, please just send a huddle request to Nitro High School in Nitro, West Virginia. Uh, this time of year, I try to build my library uh, that I don't share with anybody else. So if somebody sends me film, I don't share that. It's a just a rule uh, that I have. Uh, but I like to study what other people do and then uh, try to see is that something that we can take a piece of or take it all, right? Uh, which is beautiful about being a football coach. You can um, you can take a little bit of something from somebody as far as scheme, as far as philosophy, or you can take a lot of it or you can take almost all of it. I know my uh, my coaching philosophy, my offensive philosophy is like a mutt. It's a mis- mixed match of uh, – all kinds of things that I've done as a player, as a coach. So please, um, again, if you want to drop me a line on Twitter, uh, mind of an FB coach, uh, tweet or DM, and then any, any film that you want to exchange, or if you just want some, some of our stuff, uh, send a request to Nitro high school in Nitro West Virginia on huddle. Um, and then some, uh, some shameless plugs for some previous podcasts that I put up, uh, recently, uh, Tom McPherson, uh, T-Mac, uh, down in Orange Park, Florida. He has his own clinic coming up. I uh, did his podcast on December 1st. Uh, that's a really, really good one. He's really smart, <laughs> really funny. And he has 19 cats, which makes it even better. And then you have uh, clinic season part two before that, uh, and then end of the end of the season podcast before before that one, so and my most recent one is offensive philosophy, uh, which uh, we will expound upon uh, today. Uh, so, without further further ado, let's get in, into this uh, into this thing. So, um, and I'm writing notes with actual paper and uh, pen. It's fantastic. Uh, it's always good to write your write your notes down, write your thoughts down uh, as. As We go. So yes, I do multitask on these podcasts. I think it's a it's a skill that I think is uh, Needed in this day and age, especially for us millennials. I'm a millennial myself um, but Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting people say you can't multitask, but I think that's untrue um, I think you can do a couple things at, at one time because uh, that's definitely needed in the, in the world of being a being a teacher so enough with, with the rabbit trails. Let's uh, let's get, get down uh, to business so <clears throat> my philosophy, um, has really been formed by a couple core, core things. So obviously my playing history, my coaching history, uh, my head coach history, um, being a head coach and then observations that I make, uh, about good programs, ones that I think are, are really good, that they do things the right way. And, um, has formed my my philosophy going going forward. So my playing history, um, you know, I was I wasn't I played in a a wing tee most of my well most of my high school career. We were spread for like one season my sophomore year, and then in middle school we were we were wing tee, um, and the three of my four years in high school we were wing tee or some version of of wing T, three back. Uh, offense you know three back two back that's kind of interchangeable right what is the wing do they split the wing out that kind of stuff so he's he can do both huh? he's a running back and a and a tailback and um you know I say that and most people think wing t uh all you do is run the ball your quarterback's not very good well that's not true the guys that played quarterback for the teams I was on um I think a couple of them went to play college football one of them holds, like, the all-time passing yardage mark at Wake Forest, or he used to. So it's not true that if you run the wing tee, you can't throw the football. Um, you know, I think you can throw the football well. The guy ended up that ended his playing career at the same time as mine, we were both seniors at the same time, he went to Georgetown to play quarterback. So it's not like, hey, you, know, you can't throw the ball. No, that's that's not true. You know, I think we threw for 1,000 and we rushed for, like, 3,000 or something like that. Um, or more um, my senior year of, of high school. So I think it's it's interesting, the stigma that comes with wing T, right? It's just, you know, three yards and a cloud of dust. It's not true. Uh, you know, I think it, it can help if you don't have a quarterback. But if you have a quarterback, it's deadly because your play action uh, is really good, and then your, your three-step is awesome um, cause, because you can put the ball on people, and then um, obviously you're, you're rocking – Rocking and rolling from there. So that was you know, my, my plane history was not was I wouldn't say it was Delaware wing tee, uh, but it was pretty close to it. You know, buck sweep trap, um, toss, uh, counter power, those types of things. Um Yeah, you know, that was good, good stuff. Now, way we were in power was a little different than like traditional power, but it was the same type of type of thing. Um, the wing tee down, right, that was in there. Um, it was really, really, really good stuff. Um, so that, that formed me as a as a player right in high school, right? Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And then um, I got to college, and my redshirt year, our office coordinator at East Carolina was Noah Brindice, who was a Spur disciple, and obviously I had to learn a lot. About collegiate pass pro because that's like the thing you spend the most time on as an offensive lineman in college is not only who to block in pass protection but your technique in pass protection. Um, so I learned that, and then Skip Holtz came in, and then I went to Liberty, and uh, Scott Walkenheim was our offensive coordinator and my offensive line coach, and he's now the head coach at VMI, um, and we were heavy inside zone power. Uh, not much counter, a little bit of like outside zone. Uh, we were hard play action and three and three step. Um, we threw the ball downfield some five step drop. Uh, it wasn't a huge thing we did. If we could run inside zone and in power all day, we would do that. Um, had really good personnel for that. Um, but then playing through college taught me, you know, how to zone block right, how to gap block in a collegiate system right eye offset eye from the gun. Um, and then pass pro, obviously, um, was something we spent a lot of time on. We would do one-on-one pass pro like four days a week in college. We'd go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're doing one-on-one pass pro every day. <laughs> and, um, as an offensive lineman, that was not fun. <laughs> I, it's like the worst drill ever for for an offensive lineman. Uh, defense knows its pass. In college, they're definitely, the defensive linemen are definitely better athletes than the offensive linemen. <laughs> so, uh, it was always a good time, right? Um. You know, sometimes you feel like you're on top of the world. You were crushing people in one-on-one pass pro. And then, you know, a guy learns a move or he, he understands your pass set and he beats you for like a week straight. And you're like, oh, my gosh, how do I get in front of this guy? So, um, you know, it's just a, just a back and forth, which is cool. Um, The one thing it taught me, you know, because I always knew I wanted to be a high school coach, was pass pro is really hard um, for an offensive lineman. And that's where all – passing plays start? Because if you if you can't pass pro, then the route concept is irrelevant. Um, because you have to be able to protect the quarterback. And that's something I learned in college. I've heard NFL guys talk about that. You know, we're, we're going to start the pass play with pass pro. So how do we protect it first? And then how do we build the route concept off of the protection Um, we did a little bit of empty in college uh, which was good Um, you know as far as the personnel we have we have some really quick little guys that could run so we even if they zero blitzed us and they had a free rusher because they're bringing six and we have five protect and one's free um, then we had some guys that could win early in the routes and score so you know, or if you play drop eight, then obviously you have more time to throw the ball. Empty is not a problem. All that kind of stuff. That being said, we were mainly six man protection, half man, half slide. Or if we were under center and 21 personnel, we were full slide at Liberty a lot. And we were throwing you know, hitch and go, sluggo, uh, spacing concepts. We ran a lot of spacing. We saw a lot of zone coverage, um, mainly because our tailbackers were Shaw Jennings, who played in the NFL for a little bit. So, you know, they wanted eyes on him, and RPOs weren't a thing, really, at all. We didn't run any RPOs. Um, that was back in the, the late 2010s, or, or 2008, 2009, excuse me, right? Whatever you would call that time period. What is that even called? Um, so, yeah, 2000, 2008, yeah, was my was my last year of Liberty. So, that was 2005 to, to, through 2008. We were heavy... Zone run, gap run, play action pass, all that kind of stuff, and it helped. It, it helped us. It worked for us. Um, coach Rocco was the head coach at the time. Uh, took Liberty from being one and ten in my senior year. He, excuse me, Liberty was one and ten before he got there, and then we were ten and two by the time he left. Um, excuse me, by the time I left, by the time he left, by the time I left, uh, we were ten and two, which is really cool um, to see that. To see that turnaround, so um, that's my playing history, right? So it's like wing tee, it's pro style, um, and the one thing I learned early on in high school, and that really carried on through college, was that simpler is better. Um, in college, we didn't even make a a mic call. Our run game was play side gap or backside gap, then our pass pro was based on you know some covered uncover principles. Um, with a half me and half slide, and that's about it. And uh, we were very successful, and it was simple, and it really just lets your guys play fast. And that is something that has carried over to me as a assistant coach and then a then a head coach, and that's been really cool uh, to be a part of. And then my uh, I've graduated, gotten to coaching, uh, and I've coached in – a lot of different systems. So we were spread in the first place I was. A lot of inside zone, which is one of, I love that run play. It's one of my favorite runs. You can run it versus anything. Um, Nowadays, people tag RPOs off it, either the bubble or, you know, the fast screen, right, or the slant. Um, Some people even run, like, digs off it. Um, You have to hold your double teams if you're going to throw past the slant, I feel like, because then you'll have guys downfield um, off inside zone. But, you know, so we did a lot of inside zone, uh, some quarterback counter stuff, which I still carry to this day. It's a great play, especially if you run tailback cross the face a lot in the gun. Then running Q counter away from the tail – or to the tailback, excuse me, uh, is just money. It's cash. It's a great, great play. Um, then we were, again, half man, half slide. Protection. I think that's probably the easiest protection to carry in high school. and a lot of colleges, that's basically what they carry all the time especially if they're, like, spread, throw it some. Um, you know, the passing game, my first stop, we were mirrored most of the time, which, you know, I know there's going to be some guys who are really good in the passing game say, ah, oh, you shouldn't do that. It should be a one, two, three, four progression. Yeah, Just for me, trying to protect it long enough to get the quarterback to go through read one and read two, Um that's usually where it stops, right? <laughs> he's going to throw to his first read, or he's going to throw to his second read, or he's going to take off. So um, that's just how, how what I believe and what I've seen seen happen. Uh, then after I was at a spread school, went to a school that ran wing T, um, uh, and that was really, really good. Like really multiple formation, easy stuff. Like the, the terminology was kind of wordy, but it was easy to understand for the players. And we ran... Buck sweep, trap, dive, you know, wing t- the belly series, the, the, the XB, right belly, the down play. Didn't run power. We did run influence buck sweep, which was really good. <laughs> um, we, we busted a touchdown on the first play versus our rival. Um, and they ended up beating us, but it was cool watching the play work. And then you have your play action off it. Um, we also got in the eye just a single t- a simple tag in a formation, got a, one of the backs in the eye. Um then we can go gun, right? We can go gun. We could go trips. Um, it was really cool offense to learn. Um, you know, there's some things about it I, I love to this day. Uh, my favorite play out of the whole thing was probably counter crisscross. So you hand the ball to one back going, you know, let's say to the right, and he hands it to the other back going to the left, and you're blocking counter to the left. It was a great play. It would all, it would bust for a touchdown like every couple games. So, um, you know, I learned the – the wing T as a coach in a different system, and that again shaped my offensive philosophy. So I was thinking, okay, I was spread, and now I'm wing T, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, I like to be a head coach here, you know, eventually. And what is that going to look like? What 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 will my program look like as I go from there? Because after that season, I will end up being defensive coordinator. I focus mainly on defense, and you know, I knew what we did on offense, so I wasn't intricately involved in that process. Um, Sam became a head coach and um, been mainly spread um, these last couple of years. I feel like that's you know really fit our personnel um, where we were. A lot of inside zone, outside zone. Uh, this past year, we lived in a lot of jet sweep, uh, a lot of quarterback lead, um, you know, quarterback iso. Right. Uh, but we blocked it like winged belly. So, you know, if they gave us a three technique, we'd exit. If they didn't, we'd just base it. And then we'd run jet, run GT counter away from the jet. And then our passing game was based off jet motion, um, you know, trying to run slants, verticals, screens, that kind of stuff. Uh, because I think eye candy is hard for high schools defenses to deal with. Right. So, like a simple jet motion or orbit motion, right, or a yo yo motion. Those things can give high school defenders uh, problems. Um, like I tell our kids, those motions do nothing for us on offense. You know, we're running our base play, um, whether it's jet sweep or you know running slants or whatever. Um, but the defense, to the defense, it's like a laser pointer to a cat, right? <laughs> so you take your laser pointer out, and you can move that thing around you know, the room and the catch is following that thing. And that's what high school defenses are generally like. So if you give them something that's flashy, they're going to watch that instead of their eyes being on their keys. Now, if the defense is good, they're going to read their keys and you, you know, you got to block them up anyway and you got to protect it. You got to run good routes. Um, but it gives you something else in uh, the toolbox to help you move the ball versus, versus good, a uh, good defenses. And, um, that's one of my, you know, core philosophies. And I'm not saying we have to have motion every play, um, but it's something you need to have in your offense to um, at least get the defense to look at something else, um, and keep it simple for your guys. Like you're, we're not changing any plays because of that motion, but we're trying to get the defense to look at something, and then we can go, uh, we can go from there. Um, so that's that's really you know getting into my my playing history coaching history head coaching history and then some observations um i made this past you know this past weekend um the georgia high school uh, state championships are on the internet you can watch them live and if you go to youtube you can actually watch old ones that have been archived and what i noticed was um the scores in those games are generally not very high um you know Georgia. I think you have really good players, really good coaches. And I was looking at okay, what are the philosophies of the teams that have made it to the state championship? So like these guys are obviously the best of the best in their class in Georgia. And you know what I saw a lot of was they were playing great, great defense, and their offenses were somewhat ball control. So I'm not saying they're like three yards in the cloud of dust, um, but a lot of under center. A lot of twenty-one personnel, twenty personnel. Even if they were in twenty-one or twenty personnel, they you know they may be under center, they may be in the gun. Um, you know, it was run the ball, play action. Now the weather was horrible the first day of it on Friday. First day of it was on Friday, um, but even Saturday it was run the ball, play action. You know, try to control the clock, physical football, and um, that just gave me like some peace as a as a head coach and a play caller. Like, okay. I think Georgia, outside of – shoot, maybe them in Texas have the same, you know, caliber of, of coaches and players. Uh, Texas obvi- obviously puts more money into their high school football. Um, but so does Georgia. I mean, you, <laughs> if you want to make money ho- coaching high school football, coach in the state of Georgia. Good gracious. Um, you know, they pay, em, they pay people well. They have really good coaches. because I think you, you get what you pay for generally. Um, you know, if you want to – spend $5,000 on a car, you're going to buy a, you know, used Ford Explorer Sport like mine. <laughs> or if you want to spend $30,000, you are going to get a brand-new 2019, you know, F-150. So, um, I think you get what you pay for. Um, so, Georgia pays their coaches well. So, they have really good coaches. And, um, you know, what do they do? So, what they are ball control, great defense, um, you know, that's what I saw. I saw a bunch of kids look like they spent a lot of time in the weight room, which is something we're working on here. It um, need, needs to be better. Um, you know, we're working, working towards that. Uh, so, you know, that obviously shapes my philosophy. So, you know, do we need to play better defense? We gave up like 40 points a game last year. That needs to change if we want to be a playoff caliber team. Um, so there's some things I'm looking at, right, to change, to modify – Because I think as a coach, you need to evolve every year because our rosters change and then, you know, it needs to be a constant um, evolution of, okay, what do I need to do to help our program be successful? And those are things I think about all the time. I think all good coaches think about that. And um, I think it's important that we continue to strive to be the best that we can be so uh, thank you for listening and um you know oh last thing i'll say uh, if anybody wants to be on the podcast again shoot me a tweet mind of an fb coach or shoot me a direct message over twitter i uh, love to do some more phone interviews or if you're going to be in the charleston area we can always just get the uh get the microphone out and do a do a podcast uh, live and in color so thank you for listening and i'll put this up shortly